LF podcast, where we're focused on fashion, fitness, and of course food. This podcast is all about bringing these three parts of your life together to help you get the most out of your passions. We're here to help you look your best, feel great, and also indulge in some maybe not so hidden temptations. <laughs> we are by no means experts in any of these fields, but we do hope to bring people to the show who know what they're talking about and can help you with some of these aspects of your life. You only live once, so why not live a life worth living? On the show today, we have Rachel Nass, the founder of the blog and handle three times per day. When she first started her pursuit of three times per day, she thought the most interesting thing that she could write about on her blog and explore the world through was, of course, food. However, much like our current presidential candidates, she's changed her mind since then. It's been about one year since she started three times per day. Since then, she's developed new passions and interests, grown in her career, returned to school, got involved with an amazing nonprofit, and began writing for Fit Chicago, and all while continuing to assess the evolving meaning of health and balance. In short, she feels as though limiting three times per day to food was mean and was just not willing to write about which is most important to her or most interesting to us as the readers. She realized one spends her day basically doing three things, working, playing, and recharging. The new and improved three times per day is all about navigating the balance between doing these things. Food will obviously be a focal point since it's ultimate recharge activity, but she will also be posting about exercise, the fun things to do around Chicago, and self-exploration. Because she's a young female professional and examining the world through this lens, the topics covered would probably be carried to her, that audience. But balance is not reserved for women and yuppies. It's something people from all walks of life strive to achieve. So she hopes everyone who stumbles upon her blog finds something for them. And if you don't, shoot her a quick email or post. Check it out, 3timesperday.com. Definitely enjoy this interview with Rachel Noss of 3 Times Per Day. So Rachel, tell us what you do in one to two senses. So I wear a couple hats. Um, I am an econ consultant, and I'm also a part-time student getting my MBA. But I, how you found me was my blog three times per day. So let's dive right into that. Three times per day. What is that in reference to? So originally, the focus was food. So the three times were breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And now it's been kind of transitioning to be more about balance. So it's become like work, play, and rejuvenation or recharging. What kind of caused you to make that switch? I feel there's, you know, infinite people, well, I guess for clarification, I found you via Instagram. So there's like infinite <laughs> Instagram foodies, etc. out there. What kind of made you make that switch from, you know, just taking awesome, fun, tasty pictures of food all day to what three times a day is now shifted into? What was kind of a big jump for you? So I think where it came from was <clears throat> I'm there's only so much I can eat out, right? There's like budget constraints, there's time constraints, and it was a lot of pressure to do so, uh, to be constantly getting like crazy things and taking pictures of it. I also started to feel a little bit more conscious of the fact that I am a foodie in more of a like snobby sense. So 
I like I love fine dining and I just felt almost disrespectful taking pictures and I realized that some of my insecurity doing that and I definitely think it was insecurity um stemmed from the fact that I felt like it was disrespectful myself and as I started to think more about what I bring to the table or how I can help people you know either resonate with a topic or actually get advice I thought the expansion was a way to kind of share more about what I'm learning as a young adult and young professional and balancing school and work and, and personal pursuits. So really the expansion was just about being able to keep creating content that people want to see uh, without the pressure to you know, be one dimensional and spend all my free time out eating out and, and taking pictures. <laughs> so before we kind of jump into that, we just kind of get into, I'm going to take a step back and clarify what you mean by being a snob at a restaurant taking pictures. I yeah. feel, I mean, I personally sometimes feel awkward. Like we were talking offline about how I went to the aviary this past weekend and I felt great about the food, the drink, the everything was fantastic there. But I was like, kind of like sneaking, like making sure no one saw, like, me take a flash of the picture I was taking because, you know, we're, like, the youngest people in there by, like, 20 years and whatnot. <laughs> but, uh, it, it was, you know what I'm saying, it was, it was a good time. But I definitely, I feel that, but do you want to kind of maybe delve into that some more? I feel the opposite end of that coin would be if you take pictures on Instagram, people are going to show up to these restaurants and promote them. Um, don't, don't people want that? Or is it kind of, like, ruining the mood? Like, how, how are you kind of seeing that? So I think it's twofold. I felt at certain restaurants it was definitely more of the other patrons that would be judgmental and that would affect my experience but more so than that um you just don't want to wait I, no one wants to wait for you you're like most of my friends want to just dive in and in fact like my most of my friends do just dive in and then i have to be like wait 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 i need to like take a picture of it um but so that was kind of where it was coming from on that end of it and I don't have like a fancy camera or anything like that. So I, I wasn't, I'm not taking necessarily pictures that other people can't do better of food in those kind of scenarios. But going back to like the fine dining, you know, aviary, Alinea, I mean, I've, I feel very strongly that those are a form of art and it just feels like taking a picture of it and letting it sit there um, and trying to get the perfect shot it is a little bit uh, discounting the experience and kind of the fleeting uh, persona of it and the, the special, I guess, privilege of having that meal. That makes sense. I mean, I, I take pictures of my food all the time, just like people kind of like know where I am because they want to know all about my life. But I, I don't think I've ever taken more than two pictures, more than four seconds to take a picture. Right. <laughs> this is like, I just care so little that what it actually looks like. I mean, I, I mean, actually have like a DLSR camera and when I go to fashion shows, I'll like take a bunch of pictures and people like send me those and then I'll send it to them. They'll like get mad that I don't like spend hours editing them and make them look great. I'm like, I just wanted the pictures because I see what it was. It's like I gain some inspiration from it and then move on with my life. You know, I have like other things to take care of like after. Exactly. And you don't want to be spending the whole experience worrying about capturing it on the camera more so than like being in the moment and, and you know, feeling the emotion or like with fashion of seeing it and seeing your personal reaction to it rather than seeing it through a lens. I think a lot of other people are very good at taking pictures of food, so I'm just going to leave it up to them. I'm just going to focus on eating it and yeah. whatever they recommend. 
yeah. Eating it, talking about it, writing about it. I mean, those are my fortes, I think, more so than, than you know, taking a picture on my iPhone, my old iPhone, you know, so. Yeah, the, uh, the iPhone 4 is not cutting it with the, like, four megapixel camera. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what are some kind of like the topics that you write about in your blog three times per day? So historically, I've focused on recipes and um, just kind of getting people to see that cooking is something that's not that difficult that you can do, uh, that you can do as you, uh, yourself and as your experience that you should do as like a personal pursuit. Besides that, uh, I've had some more, more, I guess, essay post like I used to say that I was a food essayist so I would take these experiences and kind of extrapolate them to what they meant more as a a, a part of life as opposed to just oh here's where I ate and this is my review which always has a value I'm like a huge user of of review sites but my goal there was to kind of see how it fits within the larger context of, of culture and interpersonal connections uh, what you can learn from cooking, because I think that there's a lot of a lot of like life lessons, quote unquote, that you can learn from it. And as I transition, I've been trying to focus also on just balance on things you can do in Chicago, um, on decorating your like decorating your first apartment. That's something that I'm still working on. I've been in this apartment for like a year and a half, and it's a very long process. I feel you for sure. I still have one of my favorite paintings sitting on my office floor right now because I haven't yet to buy a. Uh, frame for it <laughs> yeah so how much framing I mean these are the topics that you never think to ask before you just come upon it so I'm hoping to kind of preemptively tackle some of these topics like one I even uh, I'm hoping to write on soon is you know what do you wear to a quote-unquote black tie event um, or even like what do you wear to an interview like the the answers are so I just found like when I was looking for interviews, the answers were so hard to navigate and generic and, and so many careers are different. You know, you, like you wouldn't wear a suit to certain interviews. You wouldn't wear like, I don't know. No, not I 100% <laughs> agree. Like for me, like during the day I do like tactical recruiting. The first interview I conducted of someone else, the guy comes in in like jeans and like a polo. I was like, oh, okay. And I was like, this guy's awesome. And then, like, some guys, like, come in a suit. But then you have people who are interviewing him who are, like, wearing, like, a hat. And I'm like, right. I, I, you know, like, a tech company, so, like, whatever. But, you know, it, it's the culture. But it's just so different to me that you can, you know, it doesn't really matter. You come in wearing something that makes sense for the tech scene, but then, like, people are interviewing you a step up, step down. Then you walk around the office and everyone knows you have inter like, having an interview. And... I mean, I like you mentioned before, what to wear to a black tie? I have no, I have no idea. I mean, I'm literally going right. to this like Halloween party on Thursday that's like black tie for like James Bond style. But me and my friends, I got three tickets for me and two of my buddies. We're going as villains. <laughs> so everyone, everyone's gonna be in like tuxes and like these like gorgeous like you know cocktail dresses, and I'm gonna have like a suit on with like a patch because I'm going as number two, and then my friend's gonna have like a gold jacket on because he's going as Goldfinger. And then my other friend is going as the cat. <laughs> oh, that's so, that's such a great idea. <laughs> so yeah, I would never do that a real gala or anything like that. But, you know, it's, I, I, I'm. It's I'm, Halloween. 
I'm, I'm, I'm definitely not one to uh, forget to stand out in certain things. <laughs> right. But the, the, and, and these kind of events, too, are, like, something I want to put out there because, like, one of the things that I found is that it can be really hard. And, and you've recently moved, right? It can be hard to navigate, like, a new city and getting out there and meeting people and putting yourself, you know, putting yourself into those situations. Like, where do you go to do that? Like, how do you make friends after college? Like, these are all things that are very real issues that I think are consuming, like, a lot of people out of college. Um, But that there's no, you can't, like, Google, like, how do I make friends and get a solid answer. So those are the topics I'm hoping to kind of get into. What are some tips in that regard, too? Because even when I moved down here in January, um, like, people I hang out with the most... I met randomly at a bar through a friend I went to college with who was like down here visiting. I didn't even want to go meet him because I had somewhere to be in the morning. He's like, man, you just got to come up and meet us for like one beer because I haven't seen you in like three years. So I go out and then he's like, hey, this is like my buddy and now I hang out with them like all the time. And like they, they asked me the other day, like, before you hang out with us all the time, who'd you hang out with? I'm like, I don't know, like went on dates and stuff. <laughs> well, right. And, and I think that, but I think that's like totally the point is that it's so dumb. You have to be a yes person. And I know introverts are like cringing, but you have to put yourself in those situations. You have to like, you don't, you, oh, you want to watch Netflix on the couch? Go to that event that you thought you were going to go to or, you know, said you were going to like you RSVP to just get there. And it's never as bad. And I think one of the things, so we had like launch weekend for, for business school, which was essentially like three days of of meeting people in immersion. It was like, it was like orientation essentially. And at the end of it, it was like, Oh, like everyone wants to talk to everyone. No one is going to think anything. If you just introduce yourself and start talking and most people are like excited to start talking to someone, right? We're all there kind of like, we don't know anybody. So I think you just have to put, keep putting yourself into situations. And I think it's a, I think it's a very much learned skill. Some people naturally are like able to go do that. Like you seem like the type that you can just go talk to anyone. But I think that as you start putting yourself in, I guess, into quote unquote awkward situations more, they become less and less daunting and awkward. No, that's exactly what happened to me. I mean, I moved to Milwaukee from Madison three years ago now. Mm-hmm. And I, I knew like two or three people. I knew a bunch of people, but like, no, I wasn't really close with anyone. I'm like, well, I'm in like the tech scene here. So I need to go out and meet people. And so you just like go there and then... I mean, for some tips from, from my perspective, it's like, you just look at someone who's, like, standing by themselves and just go, like, kind of walk by them and say hi. If they right. give you, like, a normal hello opposed to, like, a grunt, like, just say, sorry, you're at the event, huh? Like, nice to meet you, I'm whoever. And then, like, have something to say, like, how's your day or what are you here for? And then be able to answer that question, too. And then just normal conversation, right? Like, so many people right. are so scared about, oh, if I, like, go to this group of three people who are standing there, like eating their chips and, like, just kind of half laughing, like, what am I going to say? Well, it turns out they're probably talking about, like, nothing. So whatever you say is more interesting than whatever they're talking about. (laughs) And they're excited for someone to come in and mix it up and, and, yeah, no, definitely. Talking to someone who's by themselves, I think, like, that's such a a key point because that person usually, like, really does want to talk to people but doesn't know how to start. There's so many times, like, when I'm at, like, a networking event where I'll be, like, (laughs) talking to a group or standing there and people are like just kind of cruising around. I'll just like stop them. I'll just like put my hand up, like, hey, not like not like physically <laughs> stop them, but like like a half wave. Yeah, because <laughs> like they're walking around looking to talk to someone, right? Right. And I'm like, right. dude, what's up? And like, oh, I'm like, like, yeah, I know you're here, me too. Like, let's talk. 
No, but I, I think that's like so spot on with what you have to do and to just get comfortable doing that and putting yourself in those situations and, and, and realizing that, you know, everyone's in that boat. Like everyone's like, crap, how do I make friends now that I'm not forced to be in the classroom with them every day, you know, for the next four years? I'm exaggerating obviously, but. I'm the kind of person that kind of shies away from like spending social time with like coworkers because it's like, I mean, I, I, I do a little wild. And so it's like, I don't need you like judging me <laughs> on like Monday or like, you know, Wednesday or whatever. Like, that, like you know, last time I was a little wild. Like, I'm still an adult. Like I still show up to work on time. I still do my job, but just cause like you kind of like, saw like my wild side, like I'd rather not keep it that way. Well, that's the thing about like, it, like I always like to have a little, a little joke to say to people at like networking events, just so people can like laugh. Like if you go to one where it's a recruiting one, this is the one I always say. So if you guys steal it, like we'll have to have a chat. I say, so the people with the red name tags are the people who are looking for jobs. The people with the blue name tags are recruiters. Which one are the insurance salesmen? Because I don't want to talk to them. Yeah. <laughs> you're always like looking around, I don't know which ones. I'm like, dude, you haven't been to enough networking events that people say insurance are here. <laughs> they're, they're, they're lurking in the corners. They're looking for the alone person. <laughs> don't be alone because they might catch you. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Wait, I think I just go there like with something like to to gain from it. Just meet at least one person that you're willing like that'd be actually worthwhile to stay in touch with. Then it's a success. Like that's all you need to think about. Not like oh my god, I need to go here like get a job. It's like no, go here like just meet someone worthwhile, and then they'll probably like recommend you at some point or even like point you in the right direction of someone. Like it's you you can't force an outcome. You can, but yeah. No, but. We put too much pressure on ourselves that like you have to go to every single one and make your meet your best friend or your new employer, and it's just it's just not how it is. You just have to like go out there and it's a personal victory to just put yourself out there to have even like gone. But uh, it's funny that you said that because like we went to a um, we recently had like a small talk expert come in, which is a real thing. Small talk consultant. I agree. Um, and she talked about how. Uh, you can use the information that you have, right? You know those people are there for some reason. You know that you're at the same event. That could mean they're, like, in the same career or they have the same interests or, like, you know, whatever, and, like, play on that. So, like, your insurance, you know, your insurance jerk, right? It's, like, you're using what you know about that person, that they're in that room, that this is the event. It's, like, a, you know, it, it's an easy opener to, to go with because it's not, like, hi, I'm looking for this job, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, like just think about like something funny you would say normally, like at like a party with your friends. And if you can't think of something, like ask someone. <laughs> like, you know what I'm talking about? It, 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 it just, it just relax. Like, every, like as you mentioned, everyone's there for like to like have fun or do whatever. Like I can't say I always say the right thing. Like some people, like I'll say something to them, and then like oh, okay, and then you just like learn to excuse yourself. Like I'm gonna go meet some other people or. I'm going to get a drink or I see my friend, like, and don't be offended when people leave. Like they're there to like meet as many people as possible probably, or at right. least the right person. So don't like, you know, uh, monopolize their time because like you think they're like super cute or something, you know? Yeah. I know or, people that, that cruise the networking events for, for dates, like not recommended, oh, yeah. but I mean, <laughs> sometimes they just come to you. I mean, yeah, you know, sometimes it's, yeah. <laughs> I heard, I, I don't know. I don't know that. I, that's, that's what I heard. That's what I heard. <laughs> Depending on who's not- listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so like, what are some of the other topics that um, you're talking about? Um, 
on your blog here besides kind of what to wear at events and how to act some other things maybe uh, more fitness related more food related what are kind of some things people should be picking up on so so career is like a part of it you know like a lot of us have to do it uh, unfortunately but you know you can make it your, your, a fun thing but uh, I'm also gonna talk about things that you can do around Chicago um, travel like my guides for going to a city probably mostly from like a food and activity angle um, and then, of course, I'm, I'm going to get into fitness. That's like I that's something that I do regularly and that I don't necessarily do obsessively. So, I mean, just anything that speaks to the common person and integrating that in your schedule. And then lastly, like, of course, food. Food is my number one. It's like where I started from. So definitely going to keep that recipes uh, experiences, food essays, extrapolating it to the larger picture, all that sort of stuff. What's kind of the best way for people to like, get a hold of you, follow you, learn all about these great things that you'll be telling them all about? So I have an Instagram three times per day. Uh, you can find me on Instagram all spelled out. And I also have a blog three times per day.com and an email three times per day at gmail.com. So you see a, a theme. <laughs> <laughs> so what is kind of, we know what was three times per day eating back in the day. Now what is three times per day kind of morphed into? Like how would you say that represents what you're trying to present? So I think it really becomes, comes down to balance. I mean, I think my life is just so much fuller and enjoyable when I'm doing a wide range of things. So when I'm eating well, when I'm exercising, when I'm keeping a positive outlook, look, socializing, experiencing Chicago. Um, so really just sharing my ways that I found to do that. And I guess the challenges I've overcome or am overcoming, I'm, I'm even opening, hoping to get friends on it, talking about things because it's so therapeutic to have kind of vent sessions or discussions with your friends, right? That's how we got a lot of our advice. That's how we kind of grapple with, with issues we're going through and figure out kind of who we want to be. So having, being able to take those discussions and share them and, and what we've learned and, and integrating other people's opinions and thoughts and experiences is a direction that I'm hoping to move into uh, just to expand what three times per day is able to, to, what story it's able to tell, who it's able to resonate with. I think uh, a lot of media outlets, if you want to call it that, the, the general category is that people only write about like the positive, the great things, or the really terrible things, right? So it's it's very much like far-fetched from connections. I okay. think the way that you're kind of going about it is like more like personalized, more down-to-earth, like you live in here in Chicago, what you're experiencing kind of from... Uh, like, I don't know, like these like classes, but kind of like, like the middle class aspect, like you're, you're working, you're going to MBA and you're doing all this other stuff. A lot more people will be able to like, relate to that type of thing because they're doing something similar. Maybe they have a job, maybe they're going to school, maybe they're doing grad school like yourself. It's like trying to experience the exact same thing as opposed to, hey, go to this restaurant and spend like, you know, $170 on you know, one plate, it's like, oh, oops, that was an expensive date, you know? Like, so I think it's really cool how like you're kind of spinning things. Right. <laughs> And, and not everyone wants to do that, and not everyone's going to do that, and that's not, I mean, I don't spend all my time thinking about that, so it just helps create content. 
But, but I think that one of the things I really want to focus on as I expand is that it's not all rosy, right? There are days that are really crappy days that, you know, you look on Instagram and everyone's, oh, look, everyone's having so much fun. And here I am, like, sitting on my couch, watching, keeping up with the Kardashians and feeling very, like, down on myself. You know, these are the things that sometimes people need to hear, like, oh, yeah, I'm feeling that same way, but, like, what do I do about it? So, hope, right. hoping to delve into these topics. Oh, yeah, I absolutely agree. I think it'll be a huge benefactor in some couple people's lives for sure. It'd be great to share. Anything else you want to leave the listeners with before we sign off? Hmm. You know, I think that just keeping an open mind and, and keeping perspective uh, going forward, I'm hoping... You know, as I expand, if you have things that you want to hear about, let me know. I'll go out there and find them. Um, but overall, just excited to meet more people and 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 get into this world more. Awesome. So. Well, Rachel, I definitely do appreciate your time. Definitely. It was great talking to you. What an incredible interview. Rachel and I have so much in common. Both are incredibly passionate human beings about just exploring the world here in Chicago and just presenting that to everyone else to see things through our own eyes and how we experience that. We really had a great time chatting. Um, to be honest, the recording was a little difficult. I was having some technical difficulties uh, partway through. I recorded it in a couple of different sessions because my computer kept restarting and Skype kept getting bugged out, things of that nature. But at the end of the day, it's all about uh, communication, expressing oneself. I'm glad to help promote three times per day. I think it's just a great concept, a great idea, allowing people not just to get focused on one thing, but realizing the balance. For instance, people always ask me why I chose fashion, fitness, and food for my three topics of discussion. Well, first and foremost, you know, there's a million like podcasts out there about entrepreneurship, etc., whatever, right? So I picked some things I was passionate about. I heard there was like infinite restaurants here in Chicago. I forgot what the stat is where it's like if you eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner out at a restaurant every day for Chicago, you can go to a new restaurant without doubling over for like four years. It's something ridiculous like that. So I just wanted to go out and explore. Fashion always had like a crazy fashion sense, so it was just something that's right on my alley. When uh, you're eating, looking good, best way to make sure you still fit your clothes is, you know, to get like a little fitness in your life. Balance. That's what it's all about. Fashion, fitness, and food, which I'm all about. That's why I really resonated well and was excited about speaking with Rachel on this topic. I hope you guys definitely enjoyed something from this interview. And definitely check out her blog at three times per day. This episode is sponsored by our friends over at StakeHall. StakeHall is a social wagering app for the next generation. With StakeHall, you can easily challenge your friends to games of skill or even be a third-party judge between mutual friends. Stake your hard-earned cash, a night out in the town, or even just your dignity. They strive to be one of the most entertaining and most interactive social wagering platform on the market. StakeHall is an app that you download on the App Store. Uh, right now it's on iOS only, soon to be coming into Android, where you can challenge your friends to some fun games. I've challenged some friends to a game of ping pong. I've challenged some game friends to a round of hot wing eating contests. Right now I'm in the challenge of Movember, things of that nature. Absolutely incredible. Ever have that friend that takes a bet with you and then the other doesn't want to pay up and says, bro, we never shook hands? No longer a problem with StakeHall. You can put it up on social media, share it with your friends, get their pretty judge, problem solved. Check them out at stakehall.io. That's S-T-A-K-E 
H-A-U-L.io, or go to the iOS and iOS store and download them. Stay call. Check it out now. If you haven't already, please subscribe to our podcast in iTunes, Pod Directory, or SoundCloud. That way, you'll get our latest episodes sent right to your device when they come out every week. For reference, those are all linked up right in the show notes. While you're in there, feel free to leave us a review. If you do, all I can say is two words. Endless gratitude. Writing reviews helps us understand how we can improve the podcast as we all continue along this fun adventure in fashion, fitness, and food. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs>